Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Laney. So what? Welcome along. This is the very first of our brand new offshoot podcast, Life Logistics, in which... <clears throat> the aim is for us to uh, enhance your lives, solve your problems, answer your queries, just just make your life better in any way that we can. But we should say, you know what this podcast like, it could fucking go anywhere. So we have had some correspondence from you. We'll yeah. go through some of them. The response uh, has been quite strong. It has. And we we've might... had a wide variety of types of problems, which is what we were looking for, I think. Well, we were just looking for anything, really, weren't we? Some we could, yeah, b- problems big or small, we can <laughs> tackle them. Problems big or small, we will try and help them all. Does that exactly. work? Exactly, there you go. Um, but, you know, we might just get one or two done and then end up talking about fucking car parks or something. Because... Oh, mate, please turn what you just said into a jingle. <laughs> or send me the clip and I'll do it. It didn't quite scan enough. Well, no, I'll work the, on that it. makes it better, though. Problems big or problems small, we will try to help them all. Yeah. You don't help or a problem, do you? Solve you solve them. a problem. Solve them. I prefer help. That reminds me of, like, <laughs> you know, like, one of my favourite topics. Maybe we could cover this in some way on the on the uh, Top Flight Tune Machine coming soon. Mm. Is when la- lazy lyrics, where they've just like used a fra- they've invented a phrase that simply does not exist in uh. order for it to scan yeah. or rhyme. <laughs> yeah. So what you just said reminds me of one of the classics of the genre, which of course is the opening to um, Never Ever from All Saints. Mm. A few questions that I need to know. The first line. I mean, if you sit down to write the lyrics to that song, which, by the way, is a classic song, notwithstanding that terrible crime against lyrics. But it's like, it's all right if you're on to second verse. You're like, oh, I'm fucking bored now. I just want to get it done. It yeah. I'll just go. Uh, a few questions that I need to know. No one will notice by this stage. You'll be in song. <laughs> the first line. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A few questions. I know the second line's got to be how you could ever hurt me self. Fuck it, I'll just put a few questions that I need to know. That kind of works, doesn't it? First fucking line, mate. Yeah. You drop the ball immediately. Well, that's that's kind of, that's probably what what the plan was, you know. I'll get them fucking talking. I'll drop this <laughs> bullshit in in line one. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what. spinning. Pop music, pop music, right? 
It's all about selling the sizzle, not the sausage, right? <laughs> we'll come out with this fucking lyric, right? And no one yeah. will, everyone will be like, bam, what's going on? It'll be in all the papers. Everyone will be talking about it. Next thing you know, number one record. And, uh, it, and it worked out that way, didn't it? It did. I'll just drop that in and I'll, I'll give it a bit of effect when I yeah. edit the episode. Yeah. Problems big or problems small, we will try to help them all. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, right, what, what have we got? Um, he is the one that stood out for me. Right. When I was going through the emails, and I've just lost the fucker. Where has it gone? There you are. Paul Clifford, regular contributor and correspondent who uh, is living in Dubai, living and working in Dubai mm. at the minute. Um, and he says, right, I'll cut to it. Got a wall problem in my flat. It looks oh, like the water good. from the bath and shower is leaking into the wall. On the other side of it, it's all wet and crumbly and that. Uh. Uh, mm. Told the French landlady about a year ago, and she said just to get the wall fixed and sent 40 quid to do it. That doesn't feel like enough, does it? Yeah, your wall is riddled with damp. Uh, Here is 40 quid. This should do it. Um, He says, I told her there's a leak that needs fixing, and neighbours said there was a problem with how the baths were installed in this block. I told her, and she replied with the most French response ever. Not everyone's truth is your truth. Ah, <laughs> He's got all philosophical hell. on him. That is the French. I mean, that is French why it's so, it's so difficult to deal with. <clears throat> that is why I've never categorised the French as true dis and dats. When mm. we were doing dis and dats about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, Lots of people sent in some French stories, but it never conformed to the late. Never back, felt this right, did it? Never felt right. The, 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 the French are much more cunning than the yeah. Southern European. I count France <laughs> as more Central European. Cunning. Right, they're very cunning people because they will use their philosophical minds or philosophical mm. bullshit against you, and it will fucking throw you completely in any argument. Yeah, right. And this is a classic of the genre, isn't it? This is fucking classic French landladying, right? <laughs> That's what she's going to do. And that is why I would say avoid a, a French landlord or landlady. I know that's not good advice because you're stuck with it now. But mm. this was always going to happen. You're better off. I mean, I had an English landlord once. I've had, I mean, I bet I instinctively dislike landlords. I think most mm. people do, don't they? Yeah. And it might be unfair because some people are just trying to earn a, a living out of it, out of mm. the exploitation of <clears throat> other people's lives. No. I mean, I'll, I've just, been say, a I'll just say hello at this point to one of my mates who happens to be a landlord. Yeah, and mine too. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Mark, the producer, he's a landlord. Yeah. I don't know if you oh. knew that, but he is a property mogul, right? Oh. And he has been extremely caring to his tenants, right? Good. During this period, this lockdown period. That's good. And he's given them. Landlord. He's, he's given them a, a rent holiday and that because they're yeah. a family. While, Care packages. While they jo- Well. Well, their jobs are a bit up in the air. I think one. Of them. <clears throat> anyway, so and I said to her, I said, mate, you know, you need to get this story about yourself out there because most people, wrongly or rightly, think that all animals mm. are fucking cunts, right? Yeah. And it's not like that. Not not everyone is. Um, uh, whoop. Fucking, I've forgotten his name now. Rising damp. Rigsby. Riggs. Not everyone is Rigsby, are they? <laughs> and who was the slum landlord of the sixties? The slum landlord of the 60s. There was a famous slum landlord, wasn't there, in the UK, who's became a byword for um, bad landlording. 
I know there was some fella who was like Britain's top landlord who had like fucking thousands. Yeah, that's that's Robbie Fowler, mate. No, there was another one. There was another. I think he had a lot of properties in Brighton as well. This this guy's Rackman. Well, I I tell you what, I that's him. I think I've rented a number of um, places in in uh, Brighton, and that was all very bad experiences, Mm. right? Uh, it was when I was a student, but there was this one letting agent who no dealt excuse. homelets were dealt with the um, dealt with all the students, right? But they were disgusting people, and they mm. would turn up to show us and because they, because we were students, they would treat they wouldn't treat us like customers; they would treat us like scum. There was obviously a lot of students. Mm. There's two universities down there, and I remember this geezer turning up to meet us, and we we're outside the home, and we said something like, "Oh, sorry." couple of our mates are running late but they'll just join us when they get here and mm. the letting agent goes he was a right fat bastard we all like looked like he'd just fallen out of bed with a hangover he just went yeah typical students right and i thought mm. listen cunt we're here to spend a load of fucking money on renting this shithole off of you mm. right don't make your opening gambit like that but that was their attitude Morning, they cunts. saw yeah, yeah. He was, it was a real morning. They should have called the agency morning cunts. <laughs> anyway, Rackman, um, P- Perrick Peter Rackman was a Polish-born was landlord him, yeah. who operated in Notting Hill, London, England, in the 50s and 60s. He became notorious for his exploitation of his tenants with the word Rackmanism entering Oxford English Dictionary Fucking as a hell. synonym for the exploitation and intimidation of tenants, so I think I'm thinking of a different, more recent one. But yeah, that rings a bell. I mean, mm. I've, I've rented like probably about four or five places over the years, mm. and I've been really, really lucky. They've always had decent landlords. Really, yeah. But I think that is really lucky. The last one I had <clears throat> was um, the last one I had was we we moved out of a house and we rented it. Right, we mm. owned it, but we rented it out to other people for re- reasons that are too boring to go into. And, and then while we were waiting to buy a new house, we rented another place for mm. a short while, right? With me and and the two kids. It's when I had a whole family and they were like... <clears throat> and this bloke, he was a private landlord. He didn't deal with a letting agent. And he was a fucking asshole, mm. Unbelievable asshole, right? And he would be, it would be that thing where, like, if you wanted to do anything around the house, he'd say, like, if something went wrong with the house, he'd go... Yeah, I uh, can't you fix that yourself? And I'd go, no. He lived down <laughs> on the south coast of America. I'd go, no. Nah. First of all, no, I can't. I don't have the ability. But second of all, even if I could, it's not the point. You're supposed to get this done professionally. It's in the contract. You go, well, I'm not paying. I mean, it's an easy job. I can do that myself. And then it'd take like a month to turn up, mm. sort of thing, right? One time he turned up and we'd got a local, we'd, we'd called an agent for a local handyman to come and fix various things. Like, one of the problems this house had was it had a slug infestation. Fucking hell. Have you ever heard of that before? A slug infestation. I've heard of it, but I didn't think it was real. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know, an ant infestation or even a wasp infestation, that's normal, isn't it? But mm. slugs, they can get in. I don't know what attracts them. They usually get in and well, hang what, what around. Happened, there. They can, they hang, They hang around near the washing machine. You put beer down for them, don't you? No, <clears> you can put salt down, but that... that really is quite cruel i mean it kills them, you know it? listen they're they all god's up. creatures i haven't got a particular affection for the slug community but at the same time uh, i don't uh, want to massacre them the, 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 all the god creatures thing you know if you've got an ant infestation you don't start thinking about god's creatures you just start yeah thinking but about you try to be as nest. humane as is as is practical ah uh, yeah but Do you mean that's what the nazis said listen we're being <laughs> as humane as is practical oh, god <laughs> 
Well, this is Life Logistics. You're listening to from Top Flight Time Machine. <laughs> Listen, right? You can cut that bit out if you want. But no, that's fine. The point is, is if you put salt down for the slugs, I see that as chemical warfare. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and you I don't guess have so, yeah. to you don't have to undertake chemical mm. warfare. Anyway, there was various things like that going on and I got a local handy person round. Well, it turns out round my way in, in that time, in that period, the local handy person was a woman. Okay. As this is Roger Brighton. Moore says in uh, The Spy Who Loved Me <laughs> when he, when he meets when he goes, I'm looking for Dr. Holly Goodhead. And she goes, you've just found her. And he goes, mm, a woman. Because <laughs> he's so stunned and alarmed and amused that well, there is, is a Brighton doctor. Is this Brighton you're talking about? No, this is London now. Well, there you go. I know it sounds like a Brighton thing to have a female handy woman. Although, having right. said this, a couple of days ago, I was watching Carry On Cabby, which was yeah. 1962, I think. Yeah, it's with, a black uh, and white gla- one, gla- that, isn't glam it? Ca- yeah, glam cabs. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. likes of Amanda she Barry, drivers. who later went on to be Alma in Coronation Street. That's so where... weird. That's the cosmos getting involved. Is because, it? You know, like, my lens doing Egypt is his school project at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, brilliantly, my wife suggested today that, although it's not in the least educational, but it would be fun, we watch Carry On Cleo tonight, <laughs> right? <laughs> Amanda Which lens Barry. Really because he likes Carry On films. But Amanda Barry. Amanda Barry, yeah. Carry On Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> Ca- carry on cabby as well and carry on cabby it's yeah, not like carry a- on cleo she's dressed basically in a sort of a kind of bikini gold bikini all the way yeah. through princess yeah. leia style but watch that later on um <laughs> carry on cabby's not- nothing like the other carry on films this first one and it's just like a proper late 50s 1960s british comedy and it's more like an ealing you know, comedy it's more like an ealing comedy yeah and then they they went off in a different tangent they, they, uh, they, the more the right, they got, they got. carried up a bit like top flight time machine Kind of, yeah. We are the Carry On series of uh, podcasts, I suppose. Just started going for the knob gags. So anyway, female um, female handy so she's So she's turned up, right? And she was really nice and she was great. She fixed loads of things in our house and we use it quite regularly. Then the landlord turns up and he's having a, he's furious that we've spent money and we've put an invoice in to claim it back, right? Mm. So he says he may pay for it, but he wants to inspect the work that's been <laughs> Fucking done. Fucking invoicing cunt. Complete cunt, right? <laughs> so he comes and he was a knob as well. He was a real geek. He, was, he wasn't like the bloke in Brighton who was a bit like, yeah, fuck it. He was a bit like, oh, well, I've got to come and have a look around. It was, right, and he comes and has a look <laughs> and he's like, well... So who did this? I could have done this better. And I'm like, yeah, well, it needed doing. And I wasn't going to have the house like this waiting for you to bloody yeah. get your ass in gear. So it's done now. Well, who did it? I want to know. So I said the name, whatever her name was. He went, but that's a woman's name, right? And I went, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. And he and my wife was said, so, and he, he literally scoffed. And went, you got a woman handy person round. <laughs> oh my god! I would have never have agreed to this if I'd known you were doing that. Right, and it made it worse that he was va- not posh, posh, but he was just he was just mm. an arsehole, right? Mm. And uh, I think my my wife sort of slung him out of the house for that comment. She sort of said, "Look, just go and pay us the money." Oh, excellent! She is um, a good wife. Yeah, she was a good wife. But yeah, so I. Because of experiences like this, I dislike landlords. Uh, yeah. But this French landlady, I don't know, I'd find it harder to tackle her. So in the end, I got a bit aggro with that landlord, and it mm. seemed to work because he was a bit of a wuss, right? 
So yeah. I would start. I'd start getting a little bit aggro with him, and he'd that, that, sort of capitulate quickly. Yeah, that's a bit more straightforward. Your problem, but this is this is like yeah, almost this existential. Is, this, is much, this is much more difficult to deal. With. You can get proper, aggro with her. She'd just fucking befuddle you with one of her yeah, sort of Jean Paul Sartreisms. Not everyone's truth is your truth. And then Paul says, except this was my truth because it's come back again. The leak. Uh, can't be asked with the rigmarole, but if it's like this when I move it in October, she'll have my deposit. What should I do? Mm, that's the thing. The deposit, they hold that over you, <clears> don't they? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, bastards. if you've got one of those letting agencies that keep it in escrow, where you can, it's yeah. like an independent sort of arbiter yeah. of any problems, then you, you're, you're, you're safer. But yeah. I think if she's got your fucking deposit, like you say, you've got you've just got to always assume your deposit's going to fucking disappear. They're always going to find a way to nick your deposit, always. Yeah. And that's the what that's the most sickening thing about the whole situation. At the beginning, <clears> when you do the deal, you just want to get in there, so you think, "Fuck it, I'll write mm. the deposit." But you've got to write it off. You've got to write the whole yeah. film because they will do everything in their power to keep their fucking you, deposit. You've got to treat the deposit as potential bonus money if you ever get it back. Exactly. If you get, if you get it back, go out and have a right good feed up. Yeah, when you're allowed out again. It's part of the dance, isn't it? Basically, it is, yeah. It's all it's part, part of the dance. Of the dance. Um, so so yeah. I would say, you know, to her, well, I don't know really. I mean, we're at a loss. This is our first ever life logistics and I'm a bit confounded but, by it. But we, we, weren't, we, just, uh, we should have said maybe nothing to do with French people. <laughs> I think we've just said just write it off. Just fucking, you know what write I mean? Write it off, mate. But I would also say I'm, I'm, disapp- I'm disappointed with Walls generally, right? I've had yeah. this problem for a while. Because if you think Walls were invented fucking ages ago, mm. pretty much cavemen were building fucking walls, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at all the different developments there's been in every area of human endeavour, mm. a wall can still be fucked by a bit of water, right? Yeah. And that, to me, makes no sense. Why, in 2020, are we living in homes all around the world, right, that yeah. are susceptible to crumbling if they get a bit damp? A little bit of water. A little yeah. bit of water. It's pathetic. But- why are we still Maybe. making walls out of the same materials we made walls out of hundreds of years ago? You've got to turn that round, or you've got to look at water, which is probably one of our biggest enemies, but we don't treat it as such. Mm. We treat it as a gift, where perhaps it, it's a potential killer. You think about tsunamis and stuff like that. You think about You're poison right, water actually, supplies. Yeah. yeah. Water yeah. is the, the hidden you killer. Think fire gets a bad rap, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, watch water out. Water gets for away fire. with it, doesn't it? Right. Even though fire, like water, is essential to us existing, you know, because the the sun is a big ball of fire, isn't it? Right? We could. We look get... at water differently because it kills fire, don't we? Exactly. It but gets, they're both up to the it. same thing. They're both mm. up to the same thing. They're manipulators, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They kind of go, oh, we'll give you something so you can come to rely on us, but also we will then sneakily kill you. Basically, nature is trying to destroy us constantly. In many ways, water is a bit much bigger threat than fire because you go... Well, fire, well, <laughs> fire. it's very simple. It can burn you and your stuff, right? You're fucked. It's a very clear and present danger. Water, oh, my God, it can drown you. Yep. It can dissolve your house, effectively, yep. right? Yep. It can squash you under a tsunami. If you drink dirty water out of a puddle, it'll kill you. It'll poison you. Yeah. It can electrocute you if, like in um, that James Bond film... You mm-hmm. throw something electric into it, right? Mm-hmm. It has a multitude of ways of destroying man, and yet mm-hmm. all we hear 
is your Greta Thunbergs and your yeah. George Monbiots saying, we run out of water, everyone fucking treat water like it's the best thing in the world. No, George Monbiot, it is not. It is a killer. <laughs> it is a cancer. And there's all of this stay hydrated shit. I mean, fucking hell. That is the it's biggest load suicide, of isn't it? Jalapeno. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. I saw a documentary about that once, right? And... Panorama did a, a, a really good thing on the myth of water, right? Mm. And how, like, there was good. the whole fucking thing, yeah. And uh, uh, I bet the BBC never showed that again. That's been shut down, hasn't it, by the Illuminati? Yeah, by big water. By big water, right? They said, listen, fucking all this water stuff is bollocks, right? They Literally, the conclusion of the whole programme, yeah. I, I remember I was fixated by this programme, they said, very simple, if you're thirsty... <laughs> Have a fucking drink. If you're not, don't worry <laughs> don't about it. Right? That's what they said. And they did all this stuff about the amount every year it gets covered up. People die during the London Marathon, not because of dehydration, but because of overhydration. Over-hydration. Yeah. That is why Leah Betts died. Overhydration, mm-hmm. right? And lots of people overdrink water mm-hmm. and die, right? Animals, you effectively drown yourself. Animals do that. When they're thirsty, they go and have a drink. When they're not, they don't. you don't see animals going around going, oh, I've got our five litres a day. Oh, they don't go around with over. a big fucking bottle of water really ostentatiously, ostentatiously taking sips to show how yeah. healthy they are and full of vitality. Because exactly. they don't need to. If they're cows thirsty, or badgers do they that, have do a fucking drink. Yeah, right? exactly. Although, interestingly, my cat Nelson will never, ever drink any water or anything from a bowl or a saucer that's been put out for him. Oh. He will only drink water if it is from a running tap right and only okay. then he's very particular about the precise there'll be other people listening who will have experienced this because i did some research and it's quite common in, in the cat community he'll be really particular about what speed the water flow is coming out at. oh yeah right yeah. so he'll go he'll jump up in the bathroom right when you're in there he'll jump into the bath and he'll go wow 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 like that into an empty bath while you're you know i'm having a shave or whatever and you'll go, all right, now, so I'll turn the, turn the water on. And you turn it on. And if it's a little bit coming out too fast, it'll look at you like, what am I supposed to do with that, you cunt? Mm. Right? Are you mad? Yeah. So then I'll turn it down Idiot, much smaller. Do and he'll look at me again as if to say, well, that's oh, not fucking much again. use, is it? There's fucking, there's fucking water coming out. You, Get it right, son. Are you fucking son? new here or something? Okay. Yeah. And he, the only other place he'll drink it from is out of a human glass, right? 
But, but, I almost thought, Sam, I almost thought that you were about to see out of a human glove. (laughs) (laughs) But, obviously, gloves, woolen ones are no good because the water goes through, so you have to get a gauntlet, like, um, not a gauntlet, a, what do you call a metal glove? Uh, that's a gauntlet, isn't it? Or is it gauntlet? You throw down a gauntlet. Oh, yeah, gauntlet, yeah. Okay, get a leather glove. That'll hold water. <laughs> anyway, a, it doesn't matter because drink. it's not it a not? human right. glove. It's a human glass. We'll get on to a second <laughs> problem shortly. <laughs> and he, and But the mad thing about him is, right, is that if you, like recently, because of his tail problems, we've been paying extra attention, we go, we, we better leave some water out for him. Mm. If you give him, because you know he'll drink from a human glass, if you pour a glass specially for him mm. and put it down, he knows that's for him. And he'll look at it and go, I wasn't fucking born yesterday, dickheads. I know that's a glass for me. I'm only going to drink from your fucking glass. Right? So if you want him to drink because you're worried about him dehydrating, which mm. I have been, right, you have to get a glass of water mm-hmm. and very visibly in front of him drink mm. from it. Mm. Go, oh, this delicious, is delicious human water. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating. This is what I do. And then I leave it there and I go, oh, I'm just going to walk over here for a minute. Now, don't you go stealing any of my water. Then the cunt will drink it. But Fuck he knows hell. if you're trying to trick him. He fucking knows. And I'll be interested yeah. if any listeners have had this because I've, I've run this past a couple of other cat-owning associates and they've confirmed that their cats behave in a similar way, which is why online you can actually buy a cat fountain, which even mm. I, known for my fucking impulse buys of stupid mm. fucking whimsical follies off of the internet, even I've never bought, but you can get a special you'll little drinking one. fountain for your cat. Yeah, you'll get one. <laughs> one of these days you'll get one anyway in conclusion mm. um, you've just got to write off the deposit just write and it if off. you get a penny of it back spend yeah. it on something fun because it's a bonus just on the real real quick on the subject of French philosophical speakers I always remember my older brother saying he was in France and he had a work colleague called Olivier who mm. ran the French branch of his company and they were at a party in Paris or whatever and uh, my brother was chatting up one of the one of the girls who were working on this job with them. And this French bloke, Olivier, sidled up to him in a quiet moment. He goes, my friend, I can see what you are doing. No, he just he didn't even say that. He just sidled up to him and said really cryptically, my friend, you are trying to catch a train. Seth has already left the station, I think. <laughs> and my brother went, what, mate? And he went, I think you know what I mean. And then he just walked off enigmatically. <laughs> He took my brother quite a while to work out. He was going, hey, hey, she's mine, dickhead. I've been putting the groundwork in on that one. (laughs) My friend, when the seagulls follow the trolley. Exactly. Exactly. That's how they all talk. That's why when Cantona did that thing, we're all like fucking English, the most straightforward talking people are just like, what? Fucking hell, he's done bananas, isn't he? In French, they're just like, what What do you mean? Of course. Uh, I understand what he says, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew that was why he kicked that man. <laughs> he didn't even need to say it. <clears throat> Let's move on. Mm. Um, while we're on walls, Cowden uh, Harley on Twitter says, uh, best way to fill in screw holes in a wall? Fucking filler, innit? Get some filler. Get some fucking polyfiller, mate. Get some filler, but make sure you... you, you Get the stuff with a nozzle so you can squirt it in and get it as far in as you can. Don't get a mix your own where you have to then get a knife. I don't have a specialist knife. I'd probably, 
I'd probably go to the kitchen drawer and choose the worst yeah. of my but, eating knives. Yeah, but I'm saying fill as much of the hole as you can. Don't just yeah. fucking cover up the exit of the hole or yeah, entrance, which Yeah, that's what is. I mean. But when you get your own stuff, you, you used to, I don't know if they still do it, but when we were kids, you used to like, when we'd play around with filler as kids, mm. you'd get it in powder form, wouldn't you? And then you mix mm. it up with water in a pallet or yeah. a bowl or a saucer. Yeah. And then you'd scrape it on using a knife. Yeah. But you're never going to get inside the hole that way. So That's don't true. be fooled by that. Like Andy says, get the tube with the nozzle and get it right fucking in there, mate. Fill the whole fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've what got we one got? from here. Mm-hmm. He says, please can you help me solve this lockdown problem? I'm on lockdown with one other person who insists on constantly sipping boiling hot tea and eating extremely loud foods. Honest to God, I think they buy their crisps from a DIY store and their bags of nuts contain gravel. Usually this wouldn't bother me at all, but now every time they eat or drink anything anything at all, I want to rip their face off. I think lockdown is getting to me. This person also listens to the podcast, so please don't use my name. Use my lockdown identity, which is, you'll like this, Gentle Kenneth. Oh, right, you've already mentioned his name at the beginning then, so I'll try and remember to beat that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Gentle Kenneth. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you—it's getting to you a bit. Mm. I, all you know, I've always found the sort of people like my mum was in a theatre once. We took her to New York for a, mm. one of her landmark birthdays, I think her seventieth, and um, she was in a theatre and she was eating sweets. <laughs> mm. And I don't—I've never considered my mum a noisy eater, but I don't know. And some guy turned round to her and went. Mm. Could you please stop eating those goddamn sweets so noisily, <laughs> lady? Real New Yorker, right? A camp yeah. New Yorker, she said. And she was like, fucking hell, all right. Calm down like that, right? Mm. She was still adapting to the, you know, the, the world of New York arts mm. and culture. <laughs> and uh, I, I wasn't there, but one of my brothers had been. And I was just like really annoyed because I thought, who are these cunts who get annoyed yeah. by people eating? I mean, yeah, exactly. fair enough if someone's going, mwah, 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 mwah. Yeah. But you know, when it's just like they're not eating normally. And to be honest, some foods inevitably do make a sound. As yeah. long as the person is trying to keep their mouth shut, you just got to live with it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry and to be it, unsympathetic, it, it, it just might have been just one of these neurotic cunts who just likes fucking shouting at people. That, that's why the thing. You and never know what the reality is, do you? What I would say to Gentle Kenneth is <clears> this. At least you are self-aware enough to know that it's lockdown that's getting to you because you wouldn't usually react like this. But what you've got to think, right, when something like that that someone else is doing is irritating you and then you start to obsess over it, then you've got to think, I can't control the other person or the other thing. All I can control is my own reaction to that thing, right? Mm. And if you start to stew and obsess and fixate on the behaviour of another person, that you can't really change, right? Mm. Then you, you, they haven't got a problem. It's all your problem, and the problem is entirely in your hands. And sometimes it's just something extremely practical, right? And that mm. might be if you see them or hear them eating, you just go into another room. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you just take a breath and you just think, I'll just do something else for this period. Avoid eating and avoid being around them when they're eating. Put some fucking headphones on and say, I'm just going to listen to some jazz music. I don't fucking know. But just yeah. do always think, and this is the same, this will be an answer, the theme of my answer to a lot of questions that people ask here. It's like, 
always just think, what can I do to take this problem, uh, to take myself away from this problem? How can I take problem? ownership of this myself? Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Um, here's one from Big Northern Al on Twitter. Should knives go in the dishwasher cutlery basket with the blade up or down? I say a blade up, but wife says blade down. He doesn't mention if she's... Oh, no, he does. She's been a good wife so far. Good. He says since last December. Quite a recent wife then. Mm. But I think this might be her first feeling. I've got an answer for this. If it's uh, a round-bladed knife, like yeah. a butter knife, yeah. uh, blade up. Yeah. If it's a sharp knife, blade down. It's is pure that safety. For, is that for safety? Yeah, rather than... Yeah, that makes absolute sense to me. I've always... I, I think that if you've got sharp knives, best not put them in the dishwasher because it will affect they, their sharpness. Oh, is that a thing, is it? Yeah, it will. I, th- I thought you meant in case they like fly loose and cut the whole of the inside of the dishwasher to shreds. Yeah, it could be a fucking massacre ah, in there. Think of sh- your in. sharp knife is like think think of the like all of your dishwasher things, all your, mm. your cutlery, your crockery, and all of that as a sort of as like the cast of Finding Nemo, right? Mm. And your dishwasher's the ocean, and a sharp knife is a shark, right? And it, yeah. if you lock it in there, it'll just demolish everyone now the thing is if mm. you've got a good quality knife the, the manufacturer will always discourage you from putting that in the dishwasher it will lead, really? it will accelerate the bluntness but then you've got a knife sharpener anyway so you don't care you yeah, get to I'm, use your I'm knife sharpener I'm not feeling good about that knife sharpener at the moment oh I'm really honest. has there been an issue well it was just fucking great for the first few times and oh, now it's it just up? stopped being effective mm. okay that don't, can happen. Uh, you, you don't sound surprised at all. You knew it was going to well, happen. Well, mm, I think if you buy things off Instagram adverts, you're asking for it, basically. Yeah, but, and the earpods. Only one of them works. Yeah. Oh, the ones that I got from China a while ago. They're nah. on special offer again. I'll send you the link. They're good. Yeah, I might have to go back for another pair. Yeah. They're not from Instagram. I'll send you the link to them. Okay. They were on, they were on Hot UK Deals, which is a website I was talking about on Mince yesterday. And it's, it's a great website, Hot, Hot UK, UK Deals. Housewives for a minute. Well, if you type it in wrong, that's what you get. But yeah. Hot UK Deals gives you all the latest bargains. <laughs> you were you were trying to search your Hot UK house, Hot UK Windows. <laughs> I stumbled upon Hot UK Deals by mistake because <laughs> I had filters you know on. I saw someone uh, talking about Widows the other day. Oh, yeah, I was watching the film The Lost Boys, and um, the granddad in it is dating a, wi- a woman who you never see who's from, like, next door, and yeah. they call her, like, the Widow... I can't remember what her surname is. Let's say she's called the the Widow Jones, right? And I yeah. thought to myself, that, why have we never done that? Like, we've never referred to Sarah Green as the Widow Green, have we? No, we haven't, have or we? Or Debbie McGee as the Widow Daniels. Mm. Um, anyway, just Something a little side about. note, mate. It's a good thing, it's a good thing to think Something about. Something to yeah. think about. So I was, I was looking for the, the, the earbuds. They're called Redmi Air Dots. You've actually oh, sent me oh, the link before, and I made the mistake I? of not buying them then, and yeah. instead being like, you know, like a magpie being drawn towards a fancy towards a fucking Instagram, Instagram advert. advert. Yeah. Whereas you didn't trust the the king of logistics. I've sent you it again. Yeah. I sent you the yeah. link again, just now. Um, there was another email I think I was looking at before. Where's it gone? Um, who would win in a fight between Godzilla and King Kong, says David Hilditch. Godzilla, probably. You big fucking... What is he like? Uh, he's, he's a gigant. I mean, King Kong just relies on brute strength. King whereas, Kong will maybe crush the life out of him. If got does all of does him, Godzilla but, um, shoot fire from his mouth? Like a dragon? Um, 
Uh, possibly, I don't know. Okay. Or lasers from his eyes. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, on Twitter, <clears throat> we've got some, haven't we? I've I've gone through them. I've put the best one. Uh, okay. Do's and don'ts of social distancing. Are you allowed to break the examples? Oh, sorry, are you allowed to break the guidelines if you're bored? Mm. Now, I think no, it's st- stick to the rules. You've got to observe you it pretty closely. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. It's it's fizzled out, but we've established in episode one of Life Logistics that water is the true enemy of all of us, uh, and that walls aren't satisfactory. So uh, we've got somewhere, I think. Are we done? We're done. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Sorry, I I didn't hear you, you for a second because someone was trying to call my phone. Oh. Um, I've got a quick. Uh, I was just going to quickly say the addictive personality one. I won't read his name, Casey's. Um, in case he wants to keep it private. Evening chaps, looking for advice. How do you cope with your addictive mm. personality other than a reset? Well, yeah, you could always go into the woods camping to reset your Easier demons. said than done, though, isn't it? How do you deal with the urges easy. to slip back into these addictive traits? I have a good wife, two young kids, and in the main, a pretty excellent life, but I keep getting pulled back into the addictive tendencies. Well, that is very tough, and it is a big question and a complicated one to answer. But I would always suggest looking into something like either AA or NA. People, some people are suspicious of that. Um, some people think it's there's religious undertones to it. There aren't. Uh, it's really helpful to speak to other people who uh, and and you realise how normal the things you're going through are. And also, the main thing is is to be really open because a lot of addictive tendencies uh, go hand in hand with secrecy and what that does is is it gives you a back door so you might stay sober or whatever for a while and then but because you're quite secretive about your use of drugs or drink or whatever you've always got that option if you've had a bad day or a stressful day or you're buzzing about something to go off and secretly go back to your addictions but if you suddenly become someone who talks about it openly with your loved ones and pretty much anyone then there's no back door. You've got too much to lose. The stakes are too high. You're just like, you're mm. out there. Do you know mm. what I mean? And you've told Naked. everyone everything. And yeah. it's hard, but most people who love you will uh, understand and sympathise with you anyway. So those are the main things. But all of that stuff you'll learn if you go to a group. And they're, they're doing them online. So if you Google it, it's really easy. You can find uh, whether it's NA or CA, which is the cocaine one, or uh, Alcoholics and Anonymous, all of them. They're all doing them online. And what I would say as well is, if you like funny anecdotes, which if you listen to this show, you probably do, um, it's the number one best place you can go to. <laughs> yeah. it's it, it, You will hear the funniest, fucking most mad, hilarious stories you've ever heard, and you will learn shit as well. So try Are that, you allowed right? to go along if you're not an addict, just as a, a casual observer? I don't think really you crack. should. But, you know, things like that are all about a fellowship, aren't they? They're all about... <clears throat> I mean, by the by the way, I've you know I've been to a couple of meetings, but I'm not a regular person. I'm not a zealot. I've I've been lucky enough to afford sort of private therapy and blah blah, and done a lot of different things. But what I do know is that from being at just a handful of them, and also I know lots of mates who who swear by it, friends, relatives who've got through mm. all sorts um, by this group. I just know it works, and I know that people go in the first time they come away going, "Oh, why did they talk about God?" They don't mean God. They don't mean mm. Sir John God. They just mm. mean the cosmos. What we would call on this show the cosmos. Sir John Cosmos. Mm. Yeah, choose your own higher power. Exactly. That's it. 
There could be so that's, that, that's addiction solved for everyone. Yeah, that's addiction solved and water and the uh, the myth of Frenchness. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's been really strong, really strong first episode, mate. I think really so. Strong. Yeah. What's our new email address? We've got a new email address or something, haven't we? I, I haven't oh. figured out how to log into it. Yeah, hang on a sec. I forgot is contact, what it is. Contact, contact at tftimemachine.com. Was it? All right. Yeah, contact at tftimemachine.com. You can use that. Okay. I mean, you can carry on using the Gmail one, but for reasons, logistical reasons, we needed to set up that one too. Topflighttimemachine at gmail.com is either one. Or on the Twitter, if you're open about your problems, if you don't want to be discreet, you can tweet us them as well. Mm. Uh, we might get through two or three more. Always mark your well. emails for Life Logistics, though, because we get a load of other emails yeah, too, yeah, and we want to be yeah, able to sift use it. Use the hashtag Life Logistics. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back with another one next Tuesday. TTFN. See ya. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,